legends like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. Welcome back to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin. As always, I am joined by Harrison Fagan. It is 517 where I am recording right now, so I could technically be in a lounge. Five post five o'clock after on a, on a Thursday night. I'm good. Not alcoholic behavior over here. I'm drinking water though. Um, Harrison, last week we talked about Russell Westbrook. We had the definitive Russell Westbrook conversation. Unfortunately, people haven't gotten the memo and they have still kept talking about Russell Westbrook. I, I don't know how much clearer that we have to make that. Like, it's really disappointing. I mean, I think we got to start threatening people at this point. <laughs> You know, I, sending out cease and desist. Yeah, I think we gotta we gotta have someone, one of the like 70, 73 lawyers in Lakers Twitter, uh, like draft like a cease and desist for us. Just so, so if you're listening to this and you're a lawyer and you want to draft a cease yeah. and desist, stop talking about Russell Westbrook for us as a joke and not as something I will pay you for because I will not. I'm mm -hmm. I don't make that much money. Yeah, but if if you want to do it as a bit. But also, like, I don't know, risk your legal license in the process. Like, feel free to send that my way. And yeah. uh, Anthony and I will start screen grabbing it and tweeting it at anyone who sends a Russell Westbrook take. Because the, I, we're done. We, we are, you and I are not even going to talk about him on this show today. I think, no. like, this is, I honestly was not even expecting this part. I think after this opener, we're not, we're done. this is going to be the only Lakers podcast that you get that is Russell Westbrook free for the next, mm -hmm. like, 50 minutes. Yeah. That, oh, I, wait, we're going to talk about All-Stars. Never mind. That was a lie. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what we are going to talk about, uh, Stanley Johnson signed his 10-day contract, uh, and and Frank Vogel had what I thought was some kind of interesting comments about it. Harrison uh, is, is more bored by them. Uh, Avery Bradley's guarantee date is coming up, and I think I might be in the minority on my stance on Bradley, and I, it's wild how quickly I have flipped on this one. Um, we are going to talk about all-star votes that have been released and uh, the relative lack thereof for the Lakers compared to normal years and normal Lakers stars. And, uh, and then if we have time, uh, I apparently pissed off Twitter, so uh, we are. I'm, I'm going to clarify a point that I make made on Twitter, but that's only if we have time and it's extremely vain. So I'm hoping we don't have, have, have enough time. Let's start. Yeah, with no, you, you're always like looking for ways to avoid talking about yourself. It's like, that's the one thing that I say about listening to the show is, you know, Anthony, he really does avoid making it about himself. He does a good look, job of that. I, you know, I'm not really one to boast, but I'm the most humble person you will ever meet. See, there you go again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start with Stanley Johnson, and uh, his he officially signed his ten day deal. And you know, while I think there was, I, I think the one concern here for Stanley Johnson is like over the course of these ten days, he doesn't have much assurance if he gets hurt. Like that's the only part of this that I'm. Or I'm, if he starts playing really bad, you know, yeah, which is like, which is possible. I've, I'd say it's unlikely based on what he's shown and kind of yeah. his specific role so far. But mm -hmm. it's possible that he just, you know, he goes from bucket to brick, and you right. know, the Lakers have some hard decisions to make in twenty days. Bucket to brick it is that? Yeah, 
Yeah. No, yeah. I, it's like people forget he could brick it. <laughs> like, trust me, nobody has forgotten that with Stanley Johnson. <laughs> it's not like he's been incredible from the field. Yeah, he, no, I, he had, what game was it? Where he's, he's like two shot of 10 incredible from three point range or something like that. Like, okay, he's well, not... then the two came in like a five minute span because it was in, I forget <laughs> yeah. what game it was earlier this week, but I was like, damn, if his shot is on, I didn't realize he was two for 10 from three. That's all. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's might <laughs> be. Two came in one game. <laughs> <laughs> but so uh, I, I thought what I found interesting here about Stanley Johnson signing his deal, and it's not that like the Lakers are trying to save money or anything. Like, I think that's kind of overblown. Um, I, I mean, think... credit to them for signing it, but the day before game day, so that he could practice with the team today. That was, you yeah. know, that was really kind of them. And we did, they we did not have to technically, you know, the Lakers. Everybody wants to say that they they're going to cheap out, whatever, just because they skipped having him play in a game last week and then mm -hmm. didn't sign him on the first day they officially could have. They still signed him a day earlier than they needed to. So credit <laughs> to them, honestly, for ponying up. <laughs> they just like randomly start spending all over the place just throwing money everywhere yeah they, um, i mean they probably spent, but they won't like, wave deandre jordan they spent probably like a hundred thousand dollars so that stanley johnson could practice today or something <laughs> like that like total when you factor in the luxury taxes at the end of the year whatever like that no i think maybe not a hundred like, i think it's like thirty thousand thirty thousand they paid thirty thousand dollars to have stanley johnson practice today i mean that's about on we par didn't get with that what some started. people like Jeannie Buss paid thirty thousand dollars just to have Stanley Johnson at the team's like very light <laughs> practice today. Yeah, so... we need Bobby Marks on this. How much did that practice cost them? <laughs> so, uh, so today though, uh, Frank was asked about Stanley Johnson, and and you know the other day he was asked about Johnson and was pretty coy in saying that he. You know, we don't know what we're going to do with that extra roster spot. We just don't know what, what's going to happen. And then like mentioned three times when Stanley's back. Like, yeah. You know, like... <laughs> uh, today he was, I, I guess, according to you, Harrison, he was playing coy again in saying that, you know, he's not necessarily sure about the role. I just find that interesting in comparison to what he said about Kendrick Nunn a couple of days ago, where he was like, oh yeah, when he comes back, he's getting a ton of minutes. Um, which, by the way, is going to lead us eventually into the conversation we're going to have about Avery Bradley and and uh, the role that he's going to play and whether it's worth keeping him around for the rest of the season for that role. But but for this uh, for for this conversation about Stanley Johnson, I do think it's kind of interesting. Like this guy's only on a ten day contract. The Lakers are getting healthier. Trevor Ariza is going to be around. We have to hope that he's going to start looking better at some point where he can maybe play more than 17 minutes in a game uh and and you know uh austin reeves is is gonna start working his way back into some kind of a spot uh lebron eventually if if ad comes back is gonna start playing a little bit more small forward or a little bit more power forward when ad starts playing the center and so i, I took frank saying you know, not being willing to commit to whatever kind of role that Stanley had, despite the fact that Stanley has been doing things that the Lakers haven't been able to get from role players so far this year. I found it really interesting in 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 an actual kind of productive way. And and uh, I, I, I do think it kind of highlights this is kind of the thing that would make you a little nervous if you're Stanley Johnson. Hey, I'm, you know, I was willing to wait the extra day and, and the extra game so that you guys could sign me to 10-day contracts instead of for the rest of the season. 
and and here I'm finding out that I'm I'm apparently not necessarily sure what my role is going to be. That's that's where I if I were Stanley Johnson hearing those quotes today, I'd be like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, this is <laughs> this is a tough spot. But you you think it's more Frank being Frank? I mean, there's or a lot not Frank, on. not Frank. <laughs> yeah, Frank not being Frank, but being Frank in the process. Frank unfrankly speaking, but not metaphorically Frank, but literally Frank. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I think yeah, there's a lot to unpack out of what you just said. I mean, the first the first part of that, as far as Stanley Johnson goes, I think the Avery Bradley thing is more connected to the Nunn thing than the Stanley Johnson thing is, mm -hmm. because like Kendrick Nunn, for as much as he is being talked up, you know, by the Lakers, is a crucially important player. M MVP they, candidate Kendrick Nunn. <laughs> Kendrick Nunn is like the final cog that makes the engine work of this team, I guess. Uh, but Kendrick Nunn is for all of his apparent greatness. Yeah. Uh, is not going to play small ball center slash small small ball power forward. Like that's just not something that is going mm -hmm. to happen. And so I would not factor him in that much there. And as far as Stanley Johnson goes, you said that you'd feel nervous if you were Stanley Johnson and you kind of like, you know, you waited the extra day, whatever. Stanley Johnson should be nervous. He was out of the league for yeah. basically half a year. He, got, you know, has had an inconsistent role after being the number eight overall pick for like the last two years. Really has not panned out as probably the level of prospect that he felt like he would ultimately become given all the kind of the hype going around him from high school heading into Arizona. He was obviously like a very good player, very early developing player and probably, no, not probably, definitely has not had the career that he probably envisioned for himself going into, you know, his draft and all of that stuff. And, you know, when you're out of the league and you get that kind of wake up call, you know, the thing is, I've seen a lot of this discourse that Stanley Johnson is like doing the Lakers a favor by waiting out and waiting, you know, the extra day in this case, not the extra mm -hmm. two days, like skipping the game and being okay with that. No, he's willing to take this risk of getting the next two 10 day contracts. You know, I mean, all of that is true, but at the same time, you know, it's not benefitless for him. And, yeah. you know, all things being equal, obviously, yeah, it would be like, it would be, it would be much better for him to have a guaranteed contract from a team, but there's not a team around the NBA. All 29 other teams have the opportunity to sign him. And for, if you're Stanley Johnson, are you going to leave the Lakers for like a 10 day replacement contract with like the Mavericks or the jazz or somewhere like that, where you're not going to have any shot really at a rotation role, most likely once their guys get healthy, because none of those teams are offering a guaranteed contract to him right now. Or are you willing to wait the extra two days and go back to the team where you have a chance to start and a real chance to kind of mm -hmm. at the very least play a lot of minutes at a position of need that they seem to have realized as a position of need right when you came in and you looked so good. So this is, you know, he's not doing them a favor. This is, you know, or I mean, he sort of is, but at the same time, it's a favor for him too. This is the best situation for him. I don't think that there's another opportunity that he's going to get around the league right now that's as good as this one so of course he's willing to wait the next two days of course he's you know he should be nervous you know this team is by no means committed to him yet and really nor should they be they're waiting these extra 20 days so they can have the extra roster spot it's not really about luxury taxes or money because it's all prorated veterans minimums anyway it's about you know if we need to make an uneven trade or we need to do this then you know yeah stanley johnson is not going to be here and they don't want to have have to cut this guy that they just signed for that and so is it cold yes absolutely are they asking him to go out there and risk his body playing you know uh, guarding bigger guys playing a bigger role than maybe he's been used to of course but that's also you know I, i'm sure he's happy to do it and that's what you got to do to get back into the league when you've had the beginning of your career go the way that Stanley Johnson's has.
Yeah, I I guess I kind I'm of not trying to stand for a corporation. This is just like reality, you know? I, I like mean, it's just, just to, that's where it's at. Fox News Harrison over here, but <laughs> but I guess it, I guess it'd be Fox Business. I'm I'm right? standing for a small business, Anthony. They are <laughs> They're just trying to scrape by here, okay? So, yeah. you know, Stanley Johnson yeah. needs to be grateful for this. <laughs> No, but seriously, like this is. I hope Stanley Johnson sets up an LLC. Like I yeah. need <laughs> so that I can push back. This is an even smaller business. Stanley How about Johnson's that? He's going to move to Texas so that the Lakers <laughs> can pay him more. Um, I think you know. Look, he. I, I think that he's been really good during his mm-hmm. time with the Lakers so far. But certainly, you know, it's ten good days. You know, they they. I completely understand them wanting to wait twenty more days before deciding this is our kind of small ball power forward center, whatever mm-hmm. of the future at the you know as we look to fill this slot around LeBron and Trevor Ariza, or does someone become disgruntled and ask for a buyout and we have like an Andre Drummond, Damian Jones situation, you know? Yeah, that worked out well. But like, so maybe I it's think... Andre Drummond. I don't probably not. But... <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I think he seems pretty happy in Philly. I think he would also be a massive upgrade over DeAndre Jordan. I know that you hate Andre Drummond. Harrison, personally. you might be a massive, massive upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> like this guy, like at least with you, nobody would expect anything. Everybody would know. All right, we have to pre-rotate to because... for him. Yeah, we have to pre-rotate because Harrison yeah. is out there with DeAndre. He's like, no, 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 guys, I got this. I got shit. Yeah. All right. Next I'm, time. Uh, unlike Metta World Peace, I'm not ready for a 10 minute contract. I'm ready for a one minute contract. <laughs> I will go out there and try my ass off you for might, one minute. You might. You might get through like warmups. You said you fire yeah. up one layup and you're like, all no, right, guys. I wouldn't do that because then they'd know that I was bad. Like, I don't want the other <laughs> team to see the scouting report. I just, just volunteer. Go yeah. Just volunteer to rebound. Like, I'm not yeah. shooting the layup, but what I'm going to do is like, just wait, rebound. Did the ball boy, just check in. <laughs> no, that's what Why they does said. Why the bald boy look like he's 45 years old? No, that's with Leangelo. If, if Leangelo checks into a game, that... <laughs> but so. But like I, I think I so the one place I'll kind of push back on the points that you just made is that I do think there are situations where Stanley could help other teams. He's a wing. Like maybe wings are really freaking important in not valuable enough for him to get signed to this point. Well, but like you know, I I'd like to go back to what Jalen Rose likes to say all the time in saying that like, you know, a lot of people's careers are decided there are some players who could just elevate over the situation that they're in. Um, but a lot, like the vast majority of NBA players who disappoint compared to say where they were drafted, that has a lot, a lot of times to do with situation, circumstance stuff. Right. And, and Stanley Johnson was drafted by the Detroit Pistons that have been a laughing stock basically since the, the Chauncey Billups years. Yeah. I mean, the Lakers rehab Pistons guards. That's what, that's what they do. You know, KCP, now Stanley Johnson, he's going through the car wash. Yeah. And even Markeith, right. You know, and, and, uh, and so like, I, I think for, for Andre Drummond, not really, no, not quite. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, But I think for, for Stanley, though, I think he, he could go to Dallas and I think actually play an important role out there as a defensive-minded wing who you don't need the shooting necessarily from because Luka is so great offensively and Kid is trying to play more smash-mouth basketball anyway. So, But are they going to play him over, like, Chris Stapps at the four for Lord knows what reason? And, like, you know... Well, I mean, the- you always got to prepare, be prepared for Chris Stapps getting hurt. Like, he is the, the kind of saying, injury I'm just saying, if you're Stanley Johnson, guy. are you taking a chance on, like, oh, no. to get signed two days earlier, I'm going to go to this team where maybe I could earn a role, or am I going to wait the two days and go back to a team that was desperate enough to start me? Right. You know? Well, sure, sure. Yeah. Yes, you're right. You're right. However, if... 
you sign that 10 day and upon signing that first 10 day, the first thing you hear from your head coach is, well, <laughs> well, that's just Frank, being, that's you know, just Frank, how yeah. he talks about lineups, you know, yeah. he was, there's no way that Frank watched the footage of Ariza from last night and was like, you know, lock him in. That's my starter moving forward. You know he what I mean? He also said though, he's like, Hey, they, they did rebound better last night and all these things are, and, and, and yeah, like I, I do think, I do think, and also you have the veteran aspect of this. You have the, Fair. you have the locker room political capital that, that somebody like Trevor Ariza is working with. And, and again, you're, you are in a way competing Trevor with LeBron Ariza James. Trevor is the last guy that I'm worried worried about caring about a role. No, no, no. It's not yeah. about caring about a role. It's about guys would maybe prefer to be out there with Trevor Ariza and maybe Frank maybe. Vogel trusts Trevor Ariza more than he trusts Stanley Johnson. That, right? that that last part is probably the biggest key. Yeah. And and so like I I am like again, I I wouldn't go so far as to say that he's doing the Lakers a favor here because you know, this is a business and no, and, he's not. This you know, is a mutually beneficial to, relationship. It is. It is. You know, however, you know, if, if if I had played as well as Stanley Johnson did it, and, and again, like I, I'm I'm kind of reticent to say that he played so incredibly well. If I provided the things that Stanley Johnson did compared to the lack of that kind of production and those kinds of aspects of the game that Stanley Johnson did over the 10 days that he did, I would still kind of say, like, hey, I, I have a little bit more leverage here than then maybe we're giving myself credit for. And and yes, like I, I do I think that this guy is a starter on the vast majority of teams, let alone teams that find themselves in any way, shape, or form title contention adjacent, right? But for for like the type of player that he is and the type of player that the Lakers still don't have, like the Lakers do not have a player who can do the things that Stanley Johnson has been able to do. Like that that matters. And, and, and I think while I understand why he would accept the 10 day contract, cause you also don't want to ruffle feathers right away. Uh, I also would understand why he's kind of frustrated. Like, I mean, sure, but this seems kind of stupid. I don't think he's frustrated. And I'm going to tell you, I no. mean, we don't know ultimately, you know, no. we don't, but this is his hometown team. This is the team yeah. that he grew up rooting for. He's living in his own house while playing here, mm -hmm. getting to see family, getting to wear a Laker uniform. Like yeah. he is also, he felt good enough about what the Lakers were telling him during the preseason to join up with their G League team. So he has some familiarity yeah. here. The other thing too is uh, Miles Simon, the Lakers, the South Bay Lakers head coach and Lakers assistant mm -hmm. is also a modern day product and has mm -hmm. mentored Stanley since high school. And so there is like a great degree of familiarity here in a lot of different aspects. And I just think that, you know, if you're the Lakers and sure, Stanley could have came back and said, look, you don't have anyone like me on your roster. You've got to give me a guaranteed contract. His agent could have been played hardball and tried to do that. They yeah. clearly didn't. And, mm -hmm. or, you know, the Lakers response would probably be, look, we don't know where he fits in the rotation once Anthony Davis comes back, because then yes. all of a sudden, a lot of these small ball four minutes, these are going back to LeBron. They, mm -hmm. We have a Riza still that we want to get ingratiated. And like, you know, again, I think Stanley has an argument to still play, obviously, when AD comes back, because mm -hmm. the Lakers still will need like rangy wings and things like that. But I think the Lakers very much could have said, eh, no, that's okay. Like we will yeah. wait this out and we will sign someone else. And I don't think that he, by any means, had them over a barrel or had this like tremendous leverage that he's doing them a favor by not exercising. Could you imagine Twitter's reaction if the Lakers, if that happened, if it went down like that and the Lakers were like, best of luck, bud. Yeah. Could you just imagine how that goes? Would he get a Ooh. tribute video when he came back with the Mavs on a 10 day? I think Lakers fans would all hold their phone up like <laughs> with their own tribute video. It would be like it's the, a standing the, ovation when he checks in. It's like, like the last scene in 
movie six of Harry Potter, right? <laughs> Dumbledore dies and everybody holds up their wands. Everybody holds up their phone for Stanley Johnson. Yeah. Like, just, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I again, I got it, this isn't the kind of thing that I'm sitting here like upset about or you know whatever. I'm not going to let you blast the Lakers over this, Anthony. I know. I'm not. They, I'm they, not. Who's Cap, blasting Cap the negative Lakers? Nelly over here is looking for a reason to <laughs> criticize this family-owned <laughs> oh small business God. again. <laughs> And I just want all Lakers fans to know I got your back. I'm not going to let this hater just go unopposed. Harrison Mansion over here. Like, <laughs> all right, let's move on to Avery Bradley, and <laughs> and uh, the decision that the Lakers have to make on the Avery Bradley front in I, I believe the next like 24, 48 hours is. Yeah, I'm not sure when that like clock goes into effect. So it may be by the time you listen to this that they've Maybe. already decided. Uh, yeah. And 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 I think at some smart... point on Friday, they have to decide whether or not to waive Avery Bradley or guarantee his contract for the year. Yep. And smart money is that they probably do uh guarantee the contract and keep him around for the for the remainder of the year. However, the more that I've thought about it. Given the fact that the Lakers do appear to be getting healthier, knock on wood, um, that that is actually the case. But let's say Kendrick Nunn comes back and does play the amount of minutes that uh, Frank was talking about. We also know 37 a game, just to get in. <laughs> 47 and a half. Yeah. Um, and, and let's say Talon Horton Tucker, you know, they, they are pot committed to Talon Horton Tucker, so he's got to get his minutes. Russell Westbrook is also going to get his minutes in 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 this equation. Why were you gritting your teeth when you said that? My, my fists are bald. You could <laughs> I thought they were off camera. Um, so those three guys are going to get the vast majority of the minutes at point guard slash like shooting guard combo guard, right? Uh, Malik Monk, I think, is a better fit than Avery Bradley is on this team. He's been really good. Uh, it, you know, since he started, especially, he's played some of the best basketball of his life. And, and I think, I, I know I personally would be livid if we started seeding Malik Monk minutes to Avery Bradley. And so where we start, where we start kind of getting to here in this math problem, and eventually you have to think that maybe they'd like to try Wayne Ellington again, whenever uh, Anthony Davis comes back, because Anthony Davis makes it so Ellington's deficiencies on defense uh, don't hurt you as much. So like those minutes for Avery Bradley start to get kind of complicated. And I'm not saying that he's been bad. I'm not saying that Avery Bradley hasn't earned uh, to the, the or, or that he is, uh, I guess, made the decision very easy for anybody here. Like he I certainly I, made I, it easier. Yeah. I think even you have to admit, like he has mm -hmm. played relatively well over yes. the last little while. Yeah. But, but like given all of, all of that that I presented there, is it worth it for the Lakers to commit to Avery Bradley and a roster spot, by the way, that we know that they're trying to open up by way of trading DeAndre Jordan and or Kent Bazemore? So, like, again, I think the smart money is predicting that Avery Bradley sticks around. But I, I personally, I think I'm all right with letting him walk. I'm fairly agnostic on this, but I will make the case otherwise because yeah. I, I think number one, Avery deserves that. Like he's played well. And yes. if he, mm -hmm. if they guarantee his contract, it's not like a, Oh my God, here goes Frank again. Just like committing to his favorite, whatever. Like Avery yeah. Bradley has rewarded the Lakers faith 
in him, especially over the last couple of weeks where, mm -hmm. you know, Jacob had a great story up on the site on his cutting. Alex yep. wrote a good story about how well Avery Bradley's been playing. So I would encourage you to check both of those out if you're kind of wondering, like, what Cooper are we... was ahead of the curve, honestly. Uh, are, are, yeah, you know... Cooper was ahead of the curve. Talking about Avery Bradley as a defensive kind of teaching tool. And he's yeah. honestly ended up being even better than that. And so I think, you know, if they guarantee Avery Bradley's contract, he will have earned it and it will not be like a stupid decision. And I also think that, you know, we all talk about the buyout market, but how many good players are available on the buyout market or players of Avery Bradley's caliber every year? Like not, I mean, Avery that. Bradley's probably going to be available on the buyout market. <laughs> well, <laughs> if he wasn't maybe, a Laker, he probably would have been available on the buyout market. Probably. But my point is, is that there's always these like kind of cream of the crop guys and you don't yeah. necessarily have any guarantee that you're going to get those guys. The Lakers likely know already if they have a shot with those guys, because, mm -hmm. you know, I would never accuse them of tampering, but they certainly seem to usually have a good idea of who is going to be available to them in the buyout market or who will be interested if they can secure a buyout from their team every year. They just, you know, for whatever reason, they're always the front runners in minute one of that guy's buyout free agency and stuff like that. So they're usually back channeling and aware of these yeah. kinds of things and who is going to be available to them. And the other thing is too, if your whole argument, and this is not your whole argument, but if no. someone's whole argument is like, you know, we just need the, the Lakers just need the roster spot here. There are now, you know, early on in the season. Yeah. That was the easiest guy to cut. And, you know, he was on non-guarantee. Mm -hmm. And if he wasn't playing well, then sure. You know, you let go of Avery Bradley, you free up the roster spot. He's played well. Like he's been better than De Kent Bazemore. He's been yes. better than DeAndre Jordan. If mm -hmm. you need the roster spot, you know, you can, I, I understand the bars, the floor on that, uh, on mm -hmm. that second one, but Underground. if you need the roster spot, Absolutely. Like, you know, you can, you can convince a team to take on Kent Bazemore, you know, maybe you have to attach a, attach a second, but there are teams that will be willing to take Kent Bazemore and be like, well, there's no way he looks as bad for us as he looked for them, you know? Yeah. And you know, there might be a chance that the Lakers could play Kent Bazemore again and not have him look as bad. There will be a team that is willing to take on DeAndre Jordan at the minimum for a second round pick. You know, like that is, there are teams that the Thunder exists. They but will you, not be. I, the Lakers shouldn't, if, if the Lakers attach a second rounder to DeAndre over just waiving him for the sake of luxury taxes, that's one of those spots where we get to, you know, you have to, at that point, criticize the Lakers for being cheap. That's what that's, well, that's just being cheap. I, I don't even know about the cheap part more as much as like you, what you, you just talked about this with Sabrina yesterday, you know, like at what point does the scouting department just quit in protest? You know, if right. you're trading a second rounder to get off of this guy that you like had to go get in a buyout, yeah. you know, free agent, that's the more damning thing. Not the cheapness. It's like that you at mid season have to attach a second rounder to this guy that you were like, no, no, no. DeAndre, go get your buyout. We got a roster spot for you. And started him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's the more damning thing to me than like any cheapness or what. Like that's just, you know, I mean, you don't, I get it. You don't want to pay the luxury tax for the guy that's not, for a guy that's not going to be paying for you. I understand it. Even if, you know, if I was a multi super billionaire like Joe Sai or something like that, maybe you don't care about that. But, you know, the Lakers do care about that. They're a small family business and that's how they operate. And that's how they have always operated. You know, this is not like a new thing. They've always, you know, cut around the margins at times. Well, it's never gotten this extreme. It is never, I do not recall over the course of They laid of off my, their whole training staff during during the NBA lockout. Well, sure, but like there was no basketball. Like, like fine, but during oh, basketball. Oh, so Anthony's advocating for layoffs for the oh little people. Oh my God, Jesus. And <laughs> I'm saying. He's like, no, 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 you need to pay DeAndre Jordan his money. He's earned that. 
<laughs> no, I and then pay someone else's. Salary I wish this was the. Show, I wish just this so that Anthony can feel better about how much they're paying in taxes. I wish this was the NFL and the Lakers could have had DeAndre Jordan do the Antonio Brown thing and walk off the court with his shirt off. Like that's how I would prefer this shit go down. But no, I I I do not recall over the course of my lifetime as a Lakers fan, and I've been rooting for this team and knowing what I'm doing, rooting for this team for like 20 years, 25 years even, right? If we're saying that like 10 years old is roughly like the 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 time when you no was ten year old Anthony calling the bus family cheap? Was he complaining about like luxury tax? They aren't luxury paying enough tax. in luxury tax. Yeah, actually, you'd be certain, you know, I got, I was first. Why have market. they not signed Michael Jordan yet, Daddy? <laughs> I mean, Gary that was bus needs to sell. Hold on, that was that was a that was a perfectly fine criticism from a five year old. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like a, you know, that's a good point, son. Honestly, they should have signed Michael Jordan. I, I'm sorry. The problem is I haven't I haven't evolved past that five year old. Like that's I'm, gonna I'm be still like, here. That's gonna be a really time. proud day for you when Avery, named after Avery Bradley, the person that we're discussing now, uh, first like complains that the Lakers don't have like Lamelo Ball on the team or something like that. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, but no, I I I don't ever recall the Lakers refusing to just waive a veteran minimum player because of the potential luxury tax implications or because of the actual luxury tax implications. Given the fact that they were able to get off of Rajon Rondo without having to pay any of those taxes, I kind of wonder if Jeannie was like, wait, that's been an option this whole time? I was just ready to waive him. Like, I thought this was over. I don't um, think that you're getting any team to just take on DeAndre Jordan for nothing. Well, you can waive him, Harrison. He is making... Under $2 could, million but, okay, this so year. Even, even that said, that's fine. Then just do that and yeah. guarantee Avery right. Bradley because he is going to be a more yeah. helpful. We've gotten way off track here, but Avery no, Bradley, yeah. the point is, that's is that the better Avery point Bradley to make has here. outplayed several guys on this team. Yeah. And whatever way that you want to slice it or whatever you want to do, you can free up that roster spot other ways. And yeah. I think that at the veterans minimum, he is worth guaranteeing. And having around because he has shown that, you know, if you do have injuries to Kendrick Nunn or to any of these guys yeah. ahead of him in the backcourt, that he can play and he can be a part of this team and contribute. Well, that that is that is a risk here that like if you are if you do not re-up his contract as you're waiting for Kendrick Nunn, one, you're waiting another week and a half, two weeks or so, even hypothetically for Nunn to come back. And two, uh none better be healthy otherwise you're really screwed with with avery bradley and given the fact that a bone bruise has taken basically half of of kendrick nunn's season like there's no guarantee the guy is actually going to be healthy and and look harrison like you made the counterpoint that wins this thing like if you are trying to open up a roster spot it shouldn't come from avery bradley it yeah, should there are come plenty from DeAndre of other Jordan. ways to do that on yeah the roster. right my my point is that like if the Lakers are looking to cheap out, right? I would much rather them cheap out by waiving or not guaranteeing Avery Bradley's deal than attaching one of the very few trade assets they might have to DeAndre Jordan to get rid of him. Just wait until they attach the 2028 first to get off of DeAndre. <laughs> I think it's 2027. You think you would die? Like, I think you might actually, like, die if <laughs> they did that. Exist. I'm not sure that you would survive it. I think that you would be so angry that your whole body would just, like, burst into flames. Uh, I mean, it's... it's it's Just, like, instant self-cremation. <laughs> like, the human torch or something. Like... I, I Look, I'm not... I'm not completely they're never saying gonna, that's not Just to be clear to everyone, there's no way they will ever do that. No, but no. It would be the funniest moment. In it. Like, Shams on April Fool's should tweet it out. I mean, some some Lakers reporters should tweet it out. 
you know what? Maybe I'll tweet it out per sources on April 1st. Although I think that's, that's already after the uh, trade deadline. It so. doesn't matter. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to the all-star votes and uh, you know, the returns on them early uh, as it may be. This would be the first time uh, in LeBron's career that he would not be among the top two vote getters in the NBA uh, or the first time since they've done captains, they yeah. would not be the top vote getter in the conference to be the captain. And you Which know, it's like five years now, I think. I if think you, he's been captains with Steph twice, and I think KD yeah. twice, and Giannis once, or may, no, Giannis twice, KD once. Yeah. If you combine his own individual fan base with the Lakers fan base, we thought this was something you could write in Sharpie that, like, yeah. while he was with the Lakers. He was getting one of those top two spots and he, he still might like he, you know, Steph is way out in front, but I think like, Giannis it would be tough for him to catch Steph at this point, but yeah, yeah I mean, maybe, but, but so like, and, and, but I, I did find it interesting for, for this reason. I, I you know, we've had a podcast, it's one of our more popular podcasts, by the way, but, uh, we, we titled it, or I titled it, this Lakers fan base is really starting to turn on this team and they kind of sort of deserve it. And I, I feel like this is one of those ways that it's showing up. Anthony Davis wasn't in the top five in, in Western conference forwards. I didn't even see Russell Westbrook. Did you see Russell Westbrook? Yeah, no, he's uh, Russell Westbrook is in it for guards. Alex Caruso is not. And so that's how you really know that Lakers fans are upset. It's just like Alex Caruso is not among the top vote getters for guards in his conference. <laughs> Like they can't even like, ironically it's like guard. a mood ring for Lakers fans. Just like, oh man, our, our even even the meme king isn't thriving. This is sad. Yeah. And so like I I just find <laughs> that, like, the year a year he arguably deserves it most. Like when he's playing yeah. the most minutes of his career. He is uh yeah. Chicago Lakers fans like, is do, gone. Do your job, uh, Bulls fans. What are you doing? Yeah, come on. Anyway, but but like Disgusting. so for 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 the Lakers though, this Lakers fan base, like it, I was pretty surprised. I was pretty shocked at, at the return so far this year. And and again, I think he goes back to... And Mello. Mello was in the top in the front court as well. Sure. And that one that one kind of, like, you know, he's a fun story. And, and that one, I think, is that Lakers fan base bump, you know? Yeah, but, like, that's one where... I mean, Mello's been in the top 10 the last couple of years. Jacob looked this up in fan vote. Like, he's very popular anyway. Yeah. But also, you know, it, like you're talking about, about this Lakers team and people being fed up with them, you know, one person they're not fed up with is Mello because he yeah. has been, like, a pleasant surprise, honestly. You know, Every time he gets off the bench, Stu laughs because he's getting a standing O. Yeah, and, like, look, he's kind of terrible on defense, especially at center, and teams target him and whatever, but that's not the kind of thing that all-star fan voters are generally, like, you know, sitting around caring about a whole lot. It's like, wow, that guy hit a bunch of threes, and, mm -hmm. you know, I can't argue with him. He, he's been really, really fun this year, and if you're looking for guys to be, like, least mad at on this team, I think it's like, I think the top three are, like, Mello, Austin Reeves, and Malik Monk, or, yeah. like, you know, maybe LeBron's in there somewhere, I guess, but well, like, can, just like, relative can, to expectations, you know, it's those well, three guys are like the least amount of people are angry at Malik Monk, Carmelo Anthony, and Austin Reeves. Well, what I find interesting about LeBron is that he's been great lately. Yeah, like since since All Star voting started, honestly, he's been incredible, and and it still he hasn't activated just a time. He's like, <laughs> I, I can't let Steph take. <laughs> I didn't even think about that angle of it. It's so like, but he's like, that's today. All right. I got to kick it into right. gear. He starts seeing the hashtags like, oh, all right. Playoff he mode goes activated. Into his room and like pulls down the thing to activate playoff mode. And <laughs> he tied his shoes tighter. Yeah. And that's, that's how he activates playoff mode. 
but, but I, I just find it, I find this very interesting because I, look, I, I, I think Lakers fans are, they, they have very high expectations of this team and, and it's not just a, like a, from a results standpoint, which, you know, results, obviously like Lakers fans kind of invented rings culture. Right. Uh, but, but I, I also think that like, there's a certain level of, of commitment that the fan base demands. And this team just hasn't been representative of that level of commitment, whether it's, you know, playing hard and rebounding, rotating on defense, you know, it, it losing to bad teams and losing in embarrassing ways. Like, I just think that this fan base is, you know, and rightfully so, in my opinion, just doesn't really like this team all that much and it being represented in this way. And again, it's early. So like over the course of voting, it if, wouldn't if they shock keep me. If playing like they have over the last week, this is yeah. all going to tick up forever. Yeah. Except for maybe like AD, I guess, because he hasn't been he, playing. He's not going to be playing. Yeah. But like, so, but I, I think, I think, and then I also kind of wonder, and I, this, this I, I think I'm probably wrong about, but, you know, all of the shadow GMing stuff that LeBron does, I kind of wonder if that plays a role here where it's like, man, you, you were behind the rust trade, huh? But I, I think that's more me believing Twitter is real life. And I, it, it just, yeah, I don't casual fans. I don't think care about that. Yeah. I don't think that it's that. I think it's more, if we're talking about like casual all-star voters, I, I think we know some of the things that put like, obviously Steph, you almost universal approval rating, especially now that he's not on mm -hmm. like a quote unquote super team with KD. And like, you know, he's a guy that uh, this has been done to death, but like people can see themselves in him because he's short and he's skinny yeah. and you know, he shoots a lot of threes and he plays in an exciting way. And like, he has like a universal approval rating among kids, especially. Mm -hmm. And you know, Steph is not as outspoken on certain things and quiet on others as LeBron is, yeah. you know, and yeah, I think that, that too. we yeah. are lying to ourselves if we don't like if there is not a certain segment of the adult population that votes on these things that factor these kind of things in. And we know that there's a certain subset of people that don't generally enjoy the way that yeah. LeBron talks about things. And yeah, it, yeah. I mean. Whereas is this, Steph is Republicans is, buy Under Armour too. I mean, he's certainly spoken out on stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm Joe. I'm he's, he's been louder Steph, than. Yeah, he is not as outspoken as LeBron is, and then yeah. he also did not have the whole China thing like LeBron mm -hmm. did. Yeah, I'm. I look. I that's also a factor. I think that's a bigger factor than the shadow GM stuff. I think definitely. I think all of that is definitely a bigger. Factor objectively, a, a bigger factor than the shadow GM thing. But Lakers fans also like, you know. Uh, I'm going to try to say this without sounding like, you know, breaking matey, you know, but like, I, I think, I think Lakers fans saw Kobe demand a trade and then show patience in the front office and ownership to get a, uh, to get talent around him and eventually win with that talent around him. Uh, we did hear Kobe go out and get super pissed when they didn't trade Bynum for Jason Kidd, right? But we also saw him give credit when they pulled the trigger on the on the Pau Gasol trade, right? And and I think I think while I don't hate necessarily the 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 player empowerment era or the superstar empowerment era, I, I do think for most casual fans, there is a there is an aspect of like I mean can we just let the people who are tasked with doing their jobs do their jobs? Like, can we just, is that not an option? You know, cause like Steph does that. And to Giannis does that. I think you might be projecting yourself onto the fan. Probably a little for bit. sure. Yeah. No, for sure. But like, I, I also think though that like, 
I, I you know, just like you're talking, look, I, I think honestly, there's some some overlap here with the political stuff and the stuff that I'm talking about, too. And and I'll grant that, like, I, I probably don't sound, you know, particularly great in, in either my point, my talking points or the way that I'm making them. But I, I think for for like the way that LeBron has handled his time in L.A. and and the, the situation that the Lakers find themselves in now and the fact that we can directly link him to at least one of the decisions that have put the Lakers in this really tough spot. Like, well, but he demanded that they sign Malik Monk, Anthony. He was watching <laughs> film on that. So, you, you, got, you know, yeah. look, if you're going to criticize the GM, you got to praise yeah. him too. He may, he may have done the Russell Westbrook trade, and also Reeves. made sure that they got Malik Monk. Austin so, Reeves too. Austin Reeves. He was Austin making sure Reeves, that they drafted. He personally scouted his, uh, yeah. his Wichita State, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Like Oklahoma. Or, Oklahoma. Yeah. Or where, I forget where he went to I think college, he played for both of those. Yeah. Um, he moved yeah, around. I mean, accidentally right. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, I think, so I, I don't know. I, I You're right. I'm probably projecting. But I do think that there is a, a you know, it, it if it works, if LeBron is like the shadow GM and the Lakers make really good moves, and the Lakers are dominant because of the things that LeBron... Like, if the Russell Westbrook trade works, right? If if it works better than it has LeBron to this point... executive of the year votes, you know? It's... <laughs> right. <laughs> but, like, I'm, I'm sure he'd be more popular if that Russell Westbrook trade had looked better. Given well, the fact that we would, can... I think, just in the sense of, like, the Lakers the would Lakers be better. The Lakers would be better, yeah. the fans would be more activated. Whereas, like, I was talking to... I've talked with a couple of people about this over the last, like, couple of weeks about, you know, why are people angry about the Lakers or what's up with the Lakers? And it's just like, I was, you know, I was talking to my boss today even, and it's like, this might be, like, the most frustrating Lakers team that I can recall maybe ever, just yeah. relative to expectations and what the hopes were, the best-case scenario hopes were for them. And mm-hmm. so I understand fan engagement being a little bit down this year because yeah. people are annoyed with this team and that that more than the GM stuff more than you know LeBron's look great lately and that will tick up his voting as this continues to go on and if he continues to play that way and all of that good stuff but you know part of this is like Lakers fans I think are a little bit annoyed with this team right now you know yeah. you watch a game and you know you go to our comments or you go to you go on Twitter or you talk with your friends that are Lakers fans like no one's happy with this team right now even the people yeah. that are defending this team are still going to turn around and be like oh but I'm mad about like this one thing or well, why can't you guys rotate on it like no one is no one is sitting there like oh man I love this team right yeah, now the they most, have been great all year the most ardent defense that I've seen from people who are still defending the Lakers is like, is there's the a good team in the there somewhere. Yet? Like it's, it's not, it's not like, man, they could be really good. It's like, it's like maybe if this, 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 and this breaks the way breaks the right way, like they'll, they'll be good that way. Tweet me. That was my exact <laughs> with the stuttering and everything. And um, I was right. I was right. Four and one since, uh, since the definitive <laughs> Russell Westbrook conversation. <laughs> so yeah, I, I found the whole all-star all-star thing really interesting. And uh, again, it might be the kind of thing that we find interesting right now, and then we find it interesting that it swings back the other way, I and was that honestly, all these guys when, rebound. When you told me we were going to talk about all-star voting, I thought that you were going to call the buses cheap for not buying more bots to vote for LeBron, <laughs> um, but I guess you're saving that for next week. Well, I mean, we, we don't know how the bots factor into the luxury tax. I got to get more informed well, still, on the topic it's a business expense it's the bots or it's pete so you know they right. got to make some tough decisions <laughs> i wonder how many fought no i'm kidding um but, but it's like i i, I yeah 
man, I'm trying to find a better way to say what I just said about LeBron. But I do think part of the part, part, part of like, part of why you I all think... are getting a live look at Anthony after he realizes that he said something that he like people are going to be mad about, and he's no, like, I, I don't think people are really going to be mad about it. Look. I, there are there are Warriors fans who wish Steph would step up and speak up. There are there are Milwaukee Bucks fans who would say that man, it would be nice if... about the roster moves. You mean? <laughs> yes, yes. About okay. about the roster moves. I'm about... just making sure that you. Yes, make your you're point right. Clearly. That's fine. Okay, That's, fine. Right. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but like you know about about roster moves, about the way that he's utilized. You know, does he want to run more pick and roll? Does Giannis want to play more five? Like those kinds of things. Harrison, Harris. This is probably the most fun Harrison ever has. Is when I'm out on this limb and he can just kind of twist the knife here and there and shake the limb, move the tree around, and make it so I'm on this moving trapeze. (laughs) I was trying to save you. You're not though. You just cut the net. Like. I was finding a way to like try to make the point in 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 a better way, and you were like, "Here's this political anvil, like <laughs> you can use landmine." <laughs> like I, I I I do like last try that I'm gonna try to make this point, <laughs> but I I do think that you know the notion of of an athlete who kind of gets out of the way. That, look, we know that they all are all superstars are all going to work with their front offices like that is that is the part of the relationship that should be productive. But I think where the Lakers are unique is that we don't know where those lines start and where they stop. We don't know who has what role, who has final say over whomever. And I think that's kind of frustrating for fans. Who, like, deniability for everybody, baby. Right, exactly. And I think I think obviously not casual fans, but the you're only not way necess- that this can end is we're going to get a leak that like Frank Vogel demanded all of the lineup moves that no one liked <laughs> at the end of the year when they fire him. Yeah. Well, that's definitely coming, but like I, but I think if you uh, yeah, are Frank Vogel went into Rob's office and like flipped over his desk and said, like, if you don't sign DJ, I'm going to throw you out this window behind you. Yeah. If you care about the Lakers enough to make a vote, go out there and fire off that hashtag NBA all-star thing. I do think you probably care about how the mistakes were made that got the Lakers in this spot in the first place. And the fact that we, Harrison, you and I spend a lot of time on this. And even you and I don't necessarily know who has blame for what. We have a a decent idea of it, but we don't know definitively. Whereas like when when the, the Warriors fell short last year, in part because of Steph's injury, but also in part because Kerr wasn't a very good coach last year. And they could, they could, you know, when they were criticizing Kerr, they knew that was Kerr who was responsible for those things. And I think it's very difficult for Lakers fans to watch this Lakers team and not know who they can get angry at or yell at or when the Lakers suck. For you. <laughs> I'm trying. Like, <laughs> that's why I just find up. I just wind up yelling Bottom at line, everybody. Yeah, LeBron is behind in the All Star voting because Anthony doesn't know who to blame for what mm-hmm. has went wrong this season. That's they've made his job a lot harder. See, this is why you're an editor. Like, this is why you, you could have just stepped in and said that, and I wouldn't have had to ramble for the last five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you were finally helpful. I appreciate that. You're welcome. All right, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna talk about the LeBron impact. We that is enough time of me. That's enough think, of yeah, me. And then I think the... self-inflicted injury. I think you just got it out of the way. That was like <laughs> that last segment. That was like that was Anthony's misfortune of the week. Uh, 
Yeah, I would probably say so. I would, pro- <laughs> I would probably say that that's the uh, that's the winner. Uh, for this week. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lounge. In a little bit, I'm going to record Lakers Lowdown and get to some more of today's actual news. Uh, And then uh, Aaron and I are going to record an episode of The Hook, and that'll do it for this week's episodes here on this uh, Silver Screen and Roll podcast feed. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Check out SilverScreenAndRoll.com for a bunch of good content that was mentioned over the course of the show. And Harrison and I will talk to you guys next week. Maybe, unless I was canceled for everything that the last 10 minutes was.